Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think about this episode? Season 3, episode 12. That went well. It went well, sarcastically. Yeah, this episode was one of, I think, the saddest that we've seen. And it's not the first funeral on the show, right? Mm. But I definitely think it was the hardest to watch for me. Yeah. Did you expect them to go there? We talked about this a lot last time when we spoke, and I wanted to really understand whether you were expecting this because it is a definitely like a lot of the show is dark, but this is a very big tone shift. Because Sarah Lynn is a not I wouldn't say main character, but she's definitely a reoccurring cast member, mm-hmm. and her passing is a very significant. I and I, I remember when you first asked me, like that was my first thought, or like oh, like we might have an we might have like uh, someone dead on our hands. Yeah, but like I was also kind of like, would it, would this show really do that? Because generally in shows that I've watched, anyways, they don't really go that far, at least not for like important characters. We're not antagonists. And this show has proven me otherwise. No, I think that's very true. It's not something that happens in sitcoms, especially. So there's like a certain brand of sitcoms where the the cast doesn't really pass. But it is, it's a definitely a tone shift. And it makes BoJack as a show very serious. It's one of the reasons I actually love the show. Not because they're killing off characters in sort of the Game of Thrones fashion for shock. But because it is realistic and reflective of of Hollywood and Hollywood and sort of the some of the issues that we face and why mental health services, addiction services are so vital and important and about how we're really not alone. And I think Bojack is a show in which it is a comedy, but it is so much more, so much more. Um, yes. Yeah. I think we should, let's go over the summary and then we can just jump right into things. You're right. You're right. I jumped the gun. I'm so sorry, Melita. So let's start with the summary. Season 3, episode 12, That Went Well. Came out July 22nd, 2016. It is the last of season 3's episodes. Sarah Lynn passed away. The news hit everyone hard, especially Bojack. After attending the funeral, Bojack decides to help Bradley with the Horsing Around sequel, Ethan Around. He really learns to connect with Bradley and open up to him and share insight into acting. However, things change when he is faced with Chloe, the young child star on set, who wants to be famous just like him. In the backdrop of this episode, we finally get a conclusion to all of Mr. Peanut Butter's hijinks, and we learn what's next for Princess Carolyn, Diane, and Todd. Well, Bojack is uh, traumatized from what happened. Yeah, and I don't actually blame him. I think that line that I quoted last time Sarah Lynn Sarah Lynn watching that back how do you feel like hearing that now knowing what happens yeah that 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 was um like huge foreshadowing yeah and and it, it makes it seem like it wasn't a cliffhanger because it was sort of like so much of this season foreshadowed it even the fact they were using the heroin bojack yeah all the whale they found in season two sorry episode two of the season i think bojack kills but episode two episode three Mm. 
the whale who was using it also passed. Right? They were addicted to Bojack. And the statement was Bojack kills. Yeah. And Sarah Lynn was another victim of it. Yeah. Which is really, really sucks. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Lynn had so many dreams too. Like she wanted so much. Yeah, she was 31. That was the thing that really shocked me. She, actress, pop star, died at 31. It's really young. And they started this episode with a flashback of when, in 2007, Bojack goes to ask her to be on the Bojack Horseman show. And she was so desperate for real friendship. Mm. And it kind of spoke to me in how isolated she felt. Mm. That even when, you know, he came back into her life later, asked for the bender, when she felt so isolated, what she really needed was a friend. Mm -hmm. And she was so brokenhearted that he was there to want something from her. And it goes back to that conversation of everybody wanted something from Sarah Lynn. She became a commodity and a product and less of a person. Mm -hmm. And I think as that happens, she became more and more dehumanized. And I think it was just really hard for herself to find that way back to being a person again especially when and we've discussed this so many times on the pod just when you're a child and you're exposed to this even sarah lynn said it in episode 11 like it should be illegal to be a child actor because she hasn't even discovered a sense of self when she's being commodified as a product Mm -hmm. right she's being sold as a product and so she has to see herself as a product and she hasn't even understood seeing herself as a person yeah, like they definitely, especially as kids, like you're definitely you're still growing. Like I remember I read somewhere for the, I think it was for the Harry Potter cast. Yeah. Um, like they, they were especially very careful with the act, the child actors and actresses. Yeah. Just so they don't go off on like this kind of what we're seeing now. Um, yes. In Bojack, I don't really know too much about like the like, where they ended up going. Um, yeah. But. I think they're doing decently. I'm not sure. But like, this is just how important it is to like, you can't just treat them like as other adults. Yeah, because they're not adults, right? And mm-hmm. they need extra support because they are in fact, you know, they're they're not fully developed, right? And we are asking them to work. It is essentially child labor, right? But the type of work, I think, especially in the entertainment industry is so odd because you are actually selling yourself, right? Your mm-hmm. image, your your idea and it's weird that we're telling them to do that before they have a sense of self and it can be very Mm -hmm. damaging i think not necessarily the type of work but also the fame that comes along with it can be really damaging to their sense of self it can be really isolating with who they are and anyways we're we're rambling about it but overall it was heartbreaking yeah and bojack has to deal with the consequences but back to the episode yes we get Bojack feeling very, very, very badly about himself. And then we get Diane checking up on him. Yeah, Diane's such a good friend because even after last time he yelled at her mm. at the Oscar party, she's still following up on him, especially because he's been gone for a whole month. <laughs> and part of that month, he broke into her house. Why? <laughs> True. True. With Sarah Lynn, who's now dead. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Do you blame Bojack for this? We talked about this last time. It looks like Diane saw Bojack with Sarah Lynn last and doesn't blame him, but... I think that his actions have contributed to her death. Yeah. 
Like, I think, like, I don't think, like, one person is, like, necessarily completely at fault for Mm -hmm. things happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, there's a lot of factors, including, like, the person involved, but also, like, and, like, just even random luck at times. Like, they could both easily have died from a car crash when during their bending, but uh, they didn't. So although he he wasn't, like, completely at fault, like, there is definitely, like, part of it, like, encouraging the, doing the heroin and other danger, and driving while on their yeah. high, like, all of that does contribute. Yeah, and I think that there's a sad thing that he says when he goes to the funeral that everyone looked around saying, this was bound to happen to Sarah Lynn. And that's so sad that we accept that, this will happen like yes there are consequences to our actions and it wasn't entirely bojack's fault and mm-hmm. you know she was also down this path but it's sad that there are and there exist ways to take people back right mm-hmm. um and we somehow have adopted as a society anna's lifeguard mentality from last episode of mm. some people are lost causes you let them go and that's right you know for your own boundaries you need to set some time where you cannot emotionally fix everyone but i think as a society there are resources that we could improve so that people have access and that Mm -hmm. mentality that this was just bound to happen and just letting people die this way because i think ultimately this was self-sabotage on sarah lynn's part her long history with drug abuse has ultimately Mm -hmm. come here and she was on a path to recovery and yes bojack did not help with it but i think that I don't think we should just accept that people are going to be like this forever, right? And and give mm-hmm. up on them. Yeah, because and like we since we haven't seen like their interactions with her, so like we also don't know like did they like have they tried anything or were they just kind of like sitting back and just being like oh like look at her sabotage herself? Exactly. It's like we don't really know. You don't know whether they were actually contributing, like in when she was last episode when she accepted the oscar she wasn't there but her management team was and they asked Mm -hmm. her to come home maybe they were actually trying something behind the scenes and not just thinking of her as a cash cow something they could get money from Mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting to see what happens from this point right Mm. yeah because bojack is uh not doing well and at the very end of the episode Things could have gone really bad. Yeah. He says something during the episode when Mm. Diane's speaking to him, Mm. which I think really hits him near the end. Mm -hmm. He believes he is toxic, right? We talked Mm. about this with apologies last time, right? Mm. I think last episode we discussed the key behind apology is, you know, accepting that you did something wrong and then learning and changing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Bojack has found that separation from being a bad person and doing bad things mm-hmm. and he just yeah. says it doesn't get better he has this very fixed mentality that he is the problem and his legacy is he will destroy everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can i can see like how difficult it is to get out of that kind of mindset very much so which is why mm-hmm. i think i've been asking almost consistently at the end of every episode whether bojack is good or bad mm-hmm. and he asked at the end of season one because I think this is a question Bojack asks himself. And we've highlighted this several times where we haven't really been able to condemn him. Mm-hmm. We've discussed actions, but not him as a person being bad. 
And I think that's the difference here. Bojack hasn't forgiven himself for the actions, accepted that he's done that, and allowed himself to change. Mm-hmm. He's just accepted that he is bad, he is poison, and I think that becomes so toxic for you to believe. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's hard to wake up, but I feel so deeply sad hearing him say that. It hurts. Mm. Because he really, like, at least from what we're saying, like, he really wants to change. He tries to change. Yeah. And then a lot of things happen, whether it's by him or by other people or by circumstance or by anything, a lot of things happen. Yeah. And I do think that he doesn't see the positive. Even when Princess Carolyn, a few episodes back, when she was trying to get him to stay mm. at the agency, listed so many positives. I think we were all talking about how can he have so many positives? <laughs> but she had so many, and he was resisting seeing them. Yeah. Right? We talked about habits, not being able to see them. Diane, this episode, actually brings up something positive, which spins him into working on Ethan's around. Mm-hmm. And I think he honestly started connecting because he, for the first time, he saw some positive, even though Princess Carolyn had listed so many positives. Yeah. Somehow when Diane brings it up, he like saw it and was like, oh, horsing around was something I did that was positive. Yeah, well, I think the difference, I think there's two differences in 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 that in those situations. One was that at least from, I think from what I remember of Princess Carolyn's list, like most of them were like either about him or about them too. While Dan's was about like the impact on all the people who are watching the show. Yeah. It's a widespread impact. It's something Mm -hmm. I think Bodak mentioned legacy, Mm -hmm. where when it's so widespread in the impact, it is definitely more of a legacy than just a person to person impact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I think that's true. I do think that I found it really refreshing the way he connected with Bradley and he gave mm-hmm. him tips on how to make sure that Bradley was in the limelight. Bradley was mm-hmm. getting the funny jokes and cut to breaks, right? Mm-hmm. That he helped him and gave him tips and was like, we can work together and collaborate. And it was a side of Bojack I haven't seen yet. Melina, mm-hmm. how, how did you feel about seeing that? Yeah, it was definitely different. Like when he was trying to give tips to Bradley, but also give tips or and get to know the child actress. Chloe, yes. And it was so shocking because we've seen clips of how he acted with Sarah Lynn on set. Mm -hmm. And he treated Sarah Lynn abominably. Like he was not kind to her. He was very much like treating her like an adult we talked about. He Mm -hmm. wasn't very sweet, asking about her dreams. He just kind of discarded her. And this is a whole 180. We're seeing like this kinder, softer Bojack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's definitely learned between horsing around and now he's definitely learned to treat people differently and be different. Agreed. So why do you think he walked off the set? Well, that was in response to when he's asking Chloe like what she wants to be when she grows up and he she says she wants to be just like him. I think there are like, I think it just set off a trigger kind of like he sees himself as a kind of a mess and he doesn't want that to happen to her. Yeah. And seeing as like, she's a child actress and like, he probably was also kind of seeing like Sarah Lynn in her as well. Yeah. And being, and like, like, okay, like if I keep hanging around this girl, it's going to end up like Sarah Lynn kind of thing. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be poison again. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. I, I read that the same way and I, 
I think that Bojack saw that and in one moment he realized all the good I'm doing, you know, this child is going to be, he saw Sarah Lynn. And when he's driving off, I think we were all clear that Bojack was trying to commit suicide this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is definitely the darkest episode. And that scene where he's trying to drive off and it is in fact, I really dangerous because I, Mm -hmm. I driving as a method to commit suicide is, is, painful messy and that whole sequence is so beautiful and heartbreaking especially when he stops and he sees the horses Mm. what do you think bojack was thinking i think he saw i think he was thinking of secretariat because the horses looked a lot like the secretariat yeah and i think the secretariat movie had because it resonated with him since he was young that Mm -hmm. he wanted to like act in it because he secretary was his hero yeah actual person yeah like i don't i don't remember if they actually told us like the messaging of secretary but what i've been gleaning from at least uh, throughout the show was that it was all about like moving get like going moving forward and like not giving up and like fighting for what you wanted things and sort of seeing them and kind of reminded him of that i think yeah, it's definitely about taking your death. At least the version they've created, which has nothing to do with the actual Secretariat. <laughs> um, it is a biopic. It is fictional. And very much so. But they've made it about you are Secretariat. That every mm-hmm. person gets to be in the driver's seat of their life. Which is a very powerful message. I love that message. That's actually one of the things I try to live by is be in the driver's seat of your own life. Mm. And I think that's what the movie is sort of preaching a little bit. And seeing those horses run i think is bojack realizing that even if he doesn't have a legacy he has the ability to push forward and to reshape that mm-hmm. and that pushing forward and reshaping that is freedom i mm-hmm. also see the horses as a way of bojack accepting who he is right accepting his natural state. I know they're not actually like natural horses in this world <laughs> that way, but you know, I feel like Bojack resists his nature a lot because he thinks he's bad. And often his nature is not necessarily a negative thing. It's almost like he's fighting with himself. Hmm. And I see the horses being liberated, being free, as sort of him realizing he has the ability to be free. I don't know if that made sense. I don't know if you had other thoughts. Hmm. But do you think Bojack is going to continue? Like after it just cuts at that point and we don't really know what's going to happen with Bojack. Where do you think he's going to go? Since this is a TV show that still has many uh, many seasons and it's named after him, mm-hmm. he, he's going to be around. <laughs> I don't know. Like Sarah Lynn passed away. You know, Bojack committed suicide. It is a dark show, Melina. True, but it's still a show that's named after him. <laughs> Although, like, so... Because at the very end, we actually do, we do we do see that there is a girl horse, a female horse, who was calling yes. uh, Vim, who was looking for Bojack. Vim management. We'll get to why there's now a new Vim. But <laughs> uh, yeah, who do you think that was? Uh, it's hard to say. I have a few suspicions of who she could be, but it's hard to say without any more detail. Mm-hmm. So one is possible. One possibility is that she's his younger sister. Okay. Um, that he may or may not have known about. Like maybe the parents had her like 
much much later or like yeah he knows over and she just he just never brought it up yeah um another possibility is that she is um a child of one of the people that he had sex sex capedes with sex yeah, sexcapades. <laughs> I like how you're using this word. It's nice. Okay, sexcapades. <laughs> With and then who was like looking for their they're like who's my father kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, another could be I guess just a fan I guess I, or someone who looks up to Bojack because they're a horse a horse fan I guess but I don't think yeah. that's really what's going on here. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. So you think Bojack will be alive. You think that young girl will play a role in the next season. That's an interesting prediction. Do you think that Bojack will find a way to feel like he's control of his life in the next season? I mean, I'm sure he'll try. I don't doubt he'll try. Whether or not he will succeed is another question. That's fair. And I think that trying is really important. And a lot of this show really is about to keep trying. And I'm glad that Bojack decided to keep trying this episode and and not give up on himself. It's a very dark episode. Listeners, remember, if you need help, please seek help. You know, remember to not give up. It's difficult. It's hard. But there is help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like any friends any family any like health professionals like if there's some kind of support you can have or even even if you don't have one at the moment like it'll be harder but like somehow finding or creating a support circle would definitely is definitely helpful with that yeah and i think that was one of the reasons why it's so hard in these situations where you feel isolated mm-hmm. because you don't have that support circle it's yeah. so important now speaking of healthy conversations mm-hmm. todd and emily finally mm-hmm. sit down and have a frank discussion this episode what did you think Elena? it was definitely definitely not where i thought it was gonna go but long overdue like i think they had a very frank discussion right yeah yeah it was actually very sudden i was not expecting like emily to show up at the and then they were gonna go out and eat and stuff i was like oh no but it makes sense she was still part owner of cabra oh my god i forgot how to say it again cabra cadabra yes which is good for her like eight million dollars eight million dollars but i feel a little bit like emily sat back while the company was kind of going crazy it turns out diane did in fact have opinions about how the company has become <laughs> sexist because it undercuts the reason it was started in the first place uh... um diane queen for bringing that up but yeah i'm glad that emily was able to take that check go home and do other stuff i can't believe todd accidentally oh people. my gosh yeah todd um no. <laughs> but no they had a frank discussion but what did you think about so what did you think about what um what do you think about emily asking todd finally to, to define what they are and ask if he's even interested in in a relationship and if he's gay these are all questions we had last time but i think the right person to ask is emily right yeah like it was definitely yeah it's good to good that they finally had this discussion and yeah. i was not expecting I guess they didn't explicitly say, but I was not expecting Todd to be asexual. Like, that was what the impression I was getting from what he was saying. Yes. 
But I don't think Todd today has the words to say that. Do you? Mm -hmm. No. No, I don't think he does. Because he... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he does. Because he's like, he says he thinks he's nothing. Which is like fair. Because I think like... It's not... um, I don't know like how well... Like widespread. Like that part of the LGBTQ community is. So I can see how like he wouldn't know how he wouldn't have the words for it. I definitely think also ace representation is very limited in media, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of um, points of reference for people to have. So I think we'll see more if it's actually ace representation, but that might be why he doesn't really have the words either, right? Um, keeping in mind, this is 2016. I do think today in 2022, we have at least some asexual representation, It'll be interesting to see where we go with these newfound questions about Todd's sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, I hope that they do go into it. Otherwise, if they just, like, bring it up a bit and then never talk about it, it's like, come on, we want more. Do but tell us Bojack, more. <laughs> the show follows through. Okay, mm-hmm. if nothing, this episode, they followed through on all the loose end storylines from this season, and it built up to something satisfying. All of Mr. Peanut Butter's hijinks. You know, oh. even the, the the ship. So Bojack getting a ship from last uh, season. Yes. Margo Martindale crashes that into a liner. Yes. That's bringing spaghetti for Sandro, yes. the ex chef from Elefante, the one who quit. Yeah. That chef's opening restaurant, opening day. He's gonna have spaghetti, and it crashes into it. And then Bojack's mayor campaign blimp, the blimp <laughs> cooks the spaghetti, and now it's gonna crash into the Pacific City, Pacific Ocean City from episode four. Oh my goodness! Gonna, what do they need? Spaghetti strainers, <laughs> and and the means to drive it there. Look at that cabracadabra. <sighs> it's like Mr. Peanut Butter's. The job is just to save the day from all of Bojack's bad decisions, and he did. Um, you know, it was just like that. I guess that Mr. Peanut Butter's legacy. No, it's not. But it was just completely contrived, but absolutely hilarious how they tied it all together. Um, yeah, and it made a bank because eight mil times three, right? So Emily got eight million because they went from all the success, they sold Cabra So Emily, Mr. Peanut Butter, and um, Todd got eight million. So what's that, 24 million dollars? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, Melina. You want to start a, sp- a spaghetti strainers company? <laughs> this for them all in your house and then wait for when um, it gets cooked in the ocean. Yeah, well, first of all, we need to make sure there's going to be like a blimp ad out there and also a bunch of killer orcas who can drive car cabs. That might be the tricky part. I I don't think it's ethical for us to train that. We don't have orca people. I think that's our roadblock. The only problem with this, right? Uh, Also, they also need to actually care about the the life under under the water because that was going to kill us life of like sea sea fish. Yeah, it was no. actual city. I don't think we care about the oceans as much as we should. <laughs> Hot take. The oceans are important. People should care about them more. But speaking of important conversations, mm-hmm. what did you think about Princess Carolyn and Ralph? Ah, yes. And they wanted out de- I went on a double date with uh, Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. That's cute. And we finally found out what Ralph does. You said he seemed like a writing type because of glasses. <laughs> I mean, when you run a greeting card business, you could be writing the greetings. 
Yeah, I totally think that that was hilarious and very sweet. Um, but Ralph is loaded. Like, yeah, I love how Princess Carolyn doesn't have to work at all. He seems happy to support her, to keep her happy. Um, and they just get to vacation all the time. Mm-hmm. In Egypt, where they worship the cats. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It seems great. But it looks like that's not enough for Princess Carolyn. Yeah, I mean, because she had that hallucination, was it, back in the um, season two in the heist episode where they were breaking into the museum and then she saw oh, a painting. yeah, and she imagined and, herself in the painting just like married and... Just like know. relaxing. Yeah. And she was like, this isn't what I want. Like, she wanted more. Like, yeah. And here we see in real life yeah. she wanted more like she was like trying to like set up the appointment between diane and ralph's sister and like she was trying to do all these different things like she's yeah. not the type to just sit back and just chill on her laurels yeah exactly she wants to really be involved and i think that is why i really respect princess carolyn i do 100 percent relate to this i sometimes have difficulty melina not mm -hmm. doing things i often overcommit my time and i think it is a balance right like princess carolyn is enjoying this vacation mm -hmm. and i think it's hard when you have that sort of drive to be balanced in taking time for yourself mm -hmm. so you don't burn out and i definitely think princess carolyn before was burning out you know the company shut down they lost all the money vim was gone mm. right as an agency but She's definitely not someone to sit on our laurel, so it's that balance between those two. Yeah, now instead of being an an agent, she wants to be a manager. Exactly. Mm. Do you know the difference? <laughs> I mean... Ralph doesn't, and I kind of agree with him. I, I kind of agree with Ralph, too. I don't understand the difference. Maybe I mean, it's well, I guess, not in the industry, you know? Maybe. I mean, she also just said manager. So, like, a manager could have a wider variety of things to manage. That's true. Maybe it's also that as well. I do think that how she's describing it, and at least from... From someone in like management is a role that you can have outside of the entertainment industry as mm. well. I guess agents too, but agents are really, they negotiate on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And I think managers are investment invested in your long-term success. So they think about not just this role, but what's next and how can we build on that to build a, a big career. But what confuses me is I thought, like I understand those two definitions. I thought when you owned an agency that you had managers who did that, right? And you're whole role as an agent is that you also are managing their career i thought that was part of the job it looks like it isn't well i mean even at her company like we don't really know who actually works there other than judah yeah like and judah's back and they got the same <laughs> office boom, boom, boom. If, if owning a company and starting a company was as easy as it is in the show uh you know you can just rent offices no big deal or maybe Ralph is an investor. Do you think Ralph is an investor? Hmm. I mean, he could be. Otherwise, I don't know where she get all that money back because Vin went bankrupt, didn't it? Exactly. You're right. You're right. So maybe, who knows? But I'm glad that she's able to open it really quickly and easily. And that was interesting. Um, what did you find about Ralph and, and Princess Carolyn's relationship? Hmm. I mean, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary other than like 
him being confused about the manager versus agent thing, which I also was confused. So I actually wanted to highlight it as I think one of the healthiest relationships we've seen on the show so far. Ah, well, when you put it that way, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like they listen to each other. He definitely was supporting her. They look like they communicate. Definitely. He was a little bit confused about the manager stuff and he was a little bit concerned for her. Uh-huh. Um, but it definitely was one of the healthier relationships. I guess we have to put it into a, a little asterisk because most of our relationships have been with Bojack uh, and they haven't been great. But Princess Carolyn, too, I think this has been a really healthy relationship for her. So far. So far. And I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers. The girl deserves more. This is way better than two, three kids in a trench coat. How many? Ooh, I- that <laughs> but what did you think about girl crush and diane actually thinking about juicy storylines and maybe unhealthy Ooh. relationships Ooh, that's uh <laughs> the that's sister difficult it's down with diane and she's mm-hmm. like she doesn't want to make money because she has money she wants to make real hard-hitting stories that mm-hmm. impact women mm. and like it's definitely something that diane would be interested in exactly it's like landing on her plate exactly what she's been asking for except the part where it's like if it's something that mr peanut butter might be might not agree with what's she gonna do and it was interesting because I think that mm-hmm. episode we talked about not being sure what we would do and we discussed that maybe what Diane should have done is talk to Mr. Peanut Butter first, right? When we talked Hank After Dark, that's the episode we're talking about, folks. Mm. There, uh, Diane talks to Mr. Peanut Butter. She doesn't mention it's important to her. She just goes off the rails after he says, can you please not talk about it? It's going to damage my career. And she says, sure. And then she goes ahead and does it anyways. Mm. And this time when... Ralph's sister asks her, will you go against Mr. Peanut Butter? She says, no, I'll talk to him first. And I thought mm-hmm. that was like, you know, their couple therapy is working. Mm-hmm. Clearly. You know, she's she's talking to him first and aligning. Mm-hmm. But it looks like she got the job. They don't tell us what she says. Yeah. We don't know what happened. I think it's controversial, but I do think to keep your journalistic integrity you have to be willing to even analyze your own partner. Uh-huh. Which is troubling because I don't think that's very good for your relationship. Yeah, because I think it's it's going to be very, it's difficult, very difficult to find yeah. someone who's going to have, because if you're going to question your partner, like yeah. it could be on, on everything. You're not going to find a partner, or you might, but it's going to be very hard to find a partner who's going to be thinking and have the exact same values as you. Yeah, because everyone's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I also think it it can be hard if, like, I think there's still a way, and I think this is way out of my depth, right, of having a conversation about explaining to Mr. Peanut Butter why um, Cabra Cadabra having, um, you know, ex-strippers, I think, is what they had as their drivers. Mm -hmm. And it was a safe space for women. And now it seems like a place for, you know, uh, men to sort of live off the women as commodities you know not live off her like treat women as commodities is doesn't sit well with her and is sexist and she actually seems to have brought it up with mr peanut butter and talked to him about it and he seems to brush it off mm-hmm. and dismissive mm-hmm. and that to me is like oh this is gonna be really difficult because if she needs to flag him about these values that are important they're still discussing them so 
Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, I think. And I don't know what the right answer is and what Diane should have said. Like, there's two answers. For her relationship, mm-hmm. she said no. For her journalistic integrity, I think she has to say yes. And what do you think she said? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that they'd reveal it in the next season. Okay, interesting. Melina, cop out. <clears throat> cop out. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll take that. We'll see. Um, but I'm excited for it. I think this is something that'll be happy uh, for Diane. I mean, it could be happy or it could end up in a break in a breakup. When was my where was my my prediction from a few months ago about the divorce? What did, what did I say? You thought they would be divorced already and they're in couples therapy. So Melina, you were off and wrong. Okay. Uh do you think that they will last next season? I th- I think it's gonna be a challenge. I think there's gonna be okay. some turmoil in, in their next season especially if she might be writing things that he considers is controversial yeah especially because it looks like mr peanut butter is going to be running for governor oh yeah i remember that now uh that was well that was what his first his his first wife i think that's his first wife because his second one is jessica beale okay yes he was very not happy to see her. But also that no. was very strange. Like if you're going to have someone run for governor, you don't approach them in the middle of night and be like, oh, for you. Well, it kind of seems like a cabal is putting him up for governor, right? And I feel like it reminds me of when I used to watch House of Cards where everything was intrigue, intrigue in the dark. So, <laughs> you know, it lines with Hollywood's method of electing maybe a governor. Like, this just sounds sus to me. <laughs> I think that's how people who are funding and backing pick who they want to um run i think that's what it's supposed to reflect interesting so do you think mr peanut butter is going to become governor i think he will run for it because he just goes for everything i see so Mm -hmm. knowing all this we know diane's going to girl cruise mr peanut butter is eight million dollars richer and running for (laughs) governor we know pc has started vim management judah is back she's dating ralph living her best life todd's exploring his sexuality bojack has not killed himself. We're so happy. But unfortunately, Sarah Lynn is dead. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next season? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Melina, the whole point is you're supposed to take predictions. I don't know anymore. What do I was not expecting this whole episode to happen. I know it's been hard. Bojack has really been throwing Melina for a loop. The show has really just surprised you. And I'm glad. I think this episode to me is one of the most important ones I've seen. I cried, Melina, while watching this episode. The scene Ooh. with the suicide attempt and the horses it made me so emotional. And the way mm. they kept taking me into an emotional scene and they cut to a comical one, mm. like had me on this roller coaster of like, I was about to cry and then they took it away from me and I laughed. I was about to cry, they took it away and I laughed. And by the end, they just hold that moment of him drifting for so long. I cannot describe how beautiful and painful it was to watch Mm. and it is one of the many reasons i think this show is amazing especially in the discussions it starts and the important conversations yeah it's a wild ride holy now that we've hit halfway through we finished season three melina i have to ask you would you recommend this show to your friends yeah i mean even before this like even in season one i would recommend this just because just because of all the different characters, like definitely now for sure, just because there's been a lot more. 
But mm-hmm. even even back in season one, it was like if if I if I didn't think it was worth watching, I would not. <laughs> I would be like, "Hey, Aditi, <laughs> let's stop this podcast. Let's oh do God. something else." Yeah, you would have been like, "No," but I'm glad it won you over. I'm so glad, Melina. You've done your predictions already, so I have to end with our regular question: Do you think Bojack is good or bad? Especially now that you know his death toll is like one, <laughs> if you count this <laughs> for sure, a certain one before it was like, you know. Yeah, before it was it's not even certain because we're still ambiguous on whether he's to be blamed, and we're saying he isn't. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he intends. He has good intentions. Whether or not that can translate into, I guess, redemption. Like, I don't think anyone can really predict whether or not he can. His actions can come through. And I think that's an important part is like, we can't really predict it. What really matters is if there's intervention. And I think that intervention, as we've discussed this episode, is resources, getting mental health services, you know, having a good support circle. And I'm really glad Diane was there to talk to him this episode. Mm -hmm. But I really hope Bojack finds that. Yeah. And hopefully he uh, doesn't um, contribute to the death of anyone else. But we shall see. We shall see. Well, on that somber note, I hope we haven't bummed out our listeners, but we are excited <laughs> to see what happens next season. Ah, so many questions. So many questions. We'll have to wait and find out. Luckily, we won't be waiting that long. Next season, we will be releasing every week, folks. That's right, every week. So stay tuned. Remember to like, subscribe, follow, whatever you can on any of the platforms you're listening to. Anything helps and everything helps. Thank you, everyone. And tune in next week for season four, episode one. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.